The following recording is from the previous cycle. Today's daf is Bavakama daf Kuf Aleph, and we are at the Mishnah on daf Kuf Amidbez. So we're continuing along the theme of the last few dafin, and that is if somebody gives something to an omen, l'sakein, v'kilkel, and instead of being m'sakein, he was actually m'kalkel. So the Mishnah said, chayovim l'shalem. We've had different brises, members from Amiran, different examples of this halacha, continuing along. If somebody gives wool to a professional dyer, the dyer took the wool, put it in his vat that he used to dye the wool, and it burnt it, it ruined the tzemer. It says the Mishnah, he has to pay the owner of the tzemer the value of the tzemer that he gave him. In other words, you don't say that being that he's a hired contractor, he put the tzemer into the Yorah Bershus. For that reason, you can't treat him as a mazik. He's not going to be responsible to pay, but in the same vein as what we've seen in the last few dafin, noisin loy demet zmarim. We saw that the Gemara on daf tzadik tesamadalif said that exactly how you understand this mishnah is tali rav asi salacha whether umin koyne b'shvachli or whether ain umin koyne b'shvachli because to the extent that umin koyne b'shvachli, then when the tzemer went into the yoyra. And it now appreciated in value because of the dye that's inside of it. There's no reason to be mechayiv the tzava for damaging that appreciated tzemer. If you hold umen koyne v'shvachli, you would have to make the oikimta that the Gemara made on the Aftzadik Tessam and Aleph, where it's talking about that the damage took place before the dye actually was niklat into the tzemer. As a result, there was no shvachli, there was no appreciation. The only thing the Mishnah is in fact saying that we're being mechayev the tzava to reimburse the balatzema for is the tzemer, the material that he gave him. That it's poshid he would have to pay him for. The shail of umen koyne v'shvachli is whether we're going to be mechayev the umen for damaging the shvach or not. If umen koyne v'shvachli, it's his own shvach. You can't be mechayev me for damaging my own thing. If ain't umen koyne v'shvachli, then you could be mechayev him. So if umen koyne v'shvachli, then when the Mishnah says, it means only the d'mei tzemer. That would have to be the case of the Mishnah. If ain't umen koyne v'shvachli, then you could say it's talking about where the tzemer actually went up in value. He, the balat tzemer, gave the professional tzemer worth $100. He did his job. Now it's worth $200. If he damages it, he in fact would have to pay him the entire $200. Either way, tzavoy ka'ar. What if the tzavoy did his job? So he didn't botch it up. It wasn't hikti However, it came out ugly. So you'll see the Gemara is going to bring a price that says the same exact halacha. And it's going to have the word ka'ar, not with an aleph. But kior, with an ayah, that's really what it means. So it came out just not looking good. So what's the halacha? The Balatemer says, this is not what I paid you to do. I paid you to do a nice job. He says, I, this, is, this is what I did. It just didn't come out nice. So what's the halacha? If it went up in value and the appreciation is more than the actual expenses that the tzaba had to put in to get it to appreciate in value, then the Bala Tzemer gets to keep the Tzemer, albeit this ugly Tzemer. He has to give the tzaba back 
He has to reimburse in the expenses that were put into making it look the way it looked. But the difference, the Balatzam is allowed to keep. If the expenses were more than how much it appreciated in value, then he doesn't have to reimburse in the Yitzis. He would only have to reimburse in the Shvach. So let's put numbers to the case. The Balatzemer goes over to the Tzava and he gives him Tzemer that's worth $100. He expected it to look a certain way. The Tzava invests money into making it look nice and it comes out looking car. But because it looked car, it doesn't mean it didn't appreciate in value. It appreciated in value, just not as much as what the Balatzemer was expecting. So it went from $100 to $200. Says the Mishnah, if the expenses were $50, so the Balha. Tzemer doesn't have to give the tzava the original contracted price, whatever they agreed on, because he didn't get what they agreed that he was going to give him. What he then has to do, however, is he has to reimburse him his expenses. So I gave you tzemer worth $100. You gave me back tzemer worth $200. I'll reimburse you your $50 in expenses that we're going to be done. But that's only if the shvach was yeser al What if it was the other way around? What if it's worth $200, but he actually had spent $200 to get this, so the, it went up $100 in value, December was worth $100, the shvach now made it worth $200, meaning it went $100 up in value, but the tzava spent $200 to make it go up $100 in value. So then the balatzema doesn't have to reimburse the itzias, but rather then the balatzema gets to keep the tzema, and maybe when he sells it, at some point he would have to give the tzava the $100, meaning the lesser of the shvach, or the Yitzhiyah. The Gemara is going to say that the only time this halach is true is if there was some element of negligence from the standpoint of the Tzava. If the Tzava was doing his job very innocently and the job just didn't come out so nicely, at that point you can't be him on this level. This would be a very big Chiddush L'Halacha. The reason it's not such a big Chiddush L'Halacha is because the Gemara is going to make an akimta that it's talking about where there was a clear Pshia from the standpoint of the Tzava. It's for that reason, Yad Bal HaTzava, Yad HaUmen, Yad HaMeshana Ala Tachtoyna, and he ends up getting the lesser of the Yetziah or the Shvach. Another case, What if somebody gives a Tzava? Well, he tells him, I want you to dye it red, and instead he dyed it black. Or he told him, I want it to be black, and he gave it to him red. Rameir says that we treat the Tzava as a gospel. And just like a gazlin that steals. And then he's mishana, the chafetz that he stole. What's the halacha? Shinikaina. He can't return the chafetz. He has to give the gaz, the nigzel back money. That's equivalent to what it was he stole. Kishas hagzela. That's how we would treat this tzava as well. The tzava can't go over to him and says, here's the wool you gave me. No, no, I don't want this wool. I, we made up shacha, you gave me it. We made it, and then you gave me shocher. What instead would happen is, is he would have to give him back money so that this person now can go buy tzemer again and he could start the process all over again. But the lumbus is that Rameo treats the tzava as a goslin, just like a goslin's koina b'shinoi, this tzav is going to be koina b'shinoi as well, thus, noisin loy to make tzmari. Yudah Imer, Yudah says, it depends, no, im ha-shvach yasr al-yitziyah, noisin loy sa-yitziyah. Vam yitziyah yasr al-shvach, noisin loy sa-shvach. Yudah argues fundamentally with Rameir, he does not treat him as a goslin. What then is the halacha? The halacha is similar to the previous case where he's going to have to give him back the tzava, the lesser of the yitziyah or of the shvach. So a little bit of a convoluted halacha. These are 
Sugis Chamuris and Shas here in Perika goes the latest. Zok to Gemara, my car. So one of the cases mentioned in the Mishnah was where person owns Semer, he gives it to a tzava, I want you to make me something nice, and it came out not so nice. What's the halach in the Mishnah? The halach in the Mishnah was that he doesn't, the Balat Semer, have to give the tzava the original agreed upon rate. That he certainly doesn't have to give him. However, he can't just take the tzemer back and make believe this never happened. He has to give him the lesser of the expenses or the appreciation, the amount that the tzemer now went up in value. The yitzia or the shvach. Says the Gemara, let's just clarify. My car, Amrav Nachman, Amrav Baravua, Amrav Barachana, Kalbos. Kalbos means Kalbos. And my Kalbos, what does Kalbos mean? Amrav Barashmuel, Kafra, Daidi. What it means is that the person was negligent. So this dyer was supposed to take the tzemer, put it in a vat that had all these samamonim in it, all these dyes, and it was supposed to come out, a nice product, and that's what he was going to give. Instead, what he did was, apparently on the bottom of the yoyer, sometimes there would be some sediment of the dye. So he took the wool, and he just smeared it on that sava that was on the bottom of the yoyer, and he gave it to the Balat Semer. And that's why it came out ugly. It came out ugly because he didn't go through the usual and customary process. He gave him a very cheap job. He did it in a very inferior way. In such a case, the Allah is going to be that he has to bear some of the responsibility. And it's there that the Balat Semer doesn't have to give him everything. But Enochinami, it sounds very clear from the Gemara. Had he tried his best, had he stuck it in the Yoira, and they're just disappointed about how it came out, you're not going to have this Allah where anytime you order something, you can now go over to this professional, the artisan who was supposed to do the job and say, this is not how I envisioned it coming out. If it was Shachav Adam, okay, that's real. If there's a real Hezek, that's the theme of the Sugis that we're learning. The fact that it didn't come out to your liking, if there's no negligence from the standpoint of the woman, you're not going to have any time. A Baraisa that says exactly what we saw in the Mishnah, but whereas the Mishnah is talking about Tzemer, wool, and a Tzava and a dyer, the Baraisa discusses the same concept in a, in a different context. If somebody gives wood to a charosh, to a smith, and he wanted him to make a cheer, instead of making a cheer, he made a bench. He was supposed to make a bench. And instead he made a cheer. So this is the equivalent to the case of the Mishnah, where somebody gave wool to a tzava to make it black, and instead it came out red, to make it red, instead it came out black. So he wasn't mazikit, he wasn't calculate, but it's not what, the doctor ordered. So Rameyer says, Rameyer says that the umin is koina the eitze b'shinoi. This is a classic agoizal eitze vason kalim. He made from the eitze a kise or a saf. So not what he was supposed to do. He's a gazan that's koina with shinoi. So what does he do? He has to reimburse the bala eitzim, the value of the eitzim. So from the bala eitzim standpoint, it's going to be a little bit of a tercha. He'll have to take the money. He'll have to buy a new eitzim. But the point is, we treat him as a gazan. Yudah Meir Yudah says, it depends. It's the lesser of the what if he hired him to make a kisa? No, and he made a kisa. However, he made a kisa car. Here it's with an ayin. Safsol nov, also safsol car. That was the next case of the Mishnah. The case where he did 
what he was supposed to do. It just didn't come out exactly the way he had anticipated it coming out, meaning it was ugly. So there, just like in the case of the Mishnah, the halacha is that he gets the lesser of the shvach of the Yitzhiya, so to in the Braisa, he's going to end up getting the lesser of the shvach or the Yitzhiya. So the Gemara, the next Gemara is going to digress a little bit from the core sugis that we're learning now. So before we go right there, just one haisafa, some of the raid that we left on the table yesterday, just one haisafa as it relates to high level, this idea where somebody goes over to an umin, he gives him something, he hires him to do a job, and he's mechalkal. The umin batched up. And we saw different examples of it. One case was where somebody gave an umin eitzim, and he ruined the wood. Or he gave him a shidateva migdal. He gave him a finished product. And he said, I want you to fix the shidateva migdal. And he returns it back. The whole thing's broken. It's dilapidated. It's, it's destroyed. We had a case where somebody brought an animal to a butcher, to a shaykhet. And he said, I want you to shecht it. He pays him to shecht it, and he comes back. He tells him it's an available. The shaykhet clearly made a mistake. We had the case where somebody went over to a shulchani. He showed him dinarim. He said, are these good dinarim? Are they not good dinarim? He was involved in some business transaction. He wanted to know, should he accept the dinar? Once upon a time, it wasn't so simple. Is it a good dinar or not? He was told it is. He took the dinar. The next day he goes to the shuk. He wants to buy something with it. And he finds out that he actually got a, a bill of goods. It's not a good dinar. It's not oifel l'seicher. Is the shulchani, the one who gave this poor advice, is he chayef or is he not chayef? That Gemara said is already telling you, Ramei Shita of Don Dina de Gamib, but there's an idea of an umin shekilkel, the halach is that he is chayef. So a little bit of the lumbus, a little bit of the underlying svaris. So one of the shittas that we saw in yesterday's daf was Rabbi Yechanan. The Gemara said that Rabbi Yechanan holds that a umen shekilkel chayev, va'afilu hu umen even if he's an umen, he's a professional on the level of the sheikhdim of tzipayris, apparently they were very, very proficient in shita. So you can argue that anything that happened really wasn't their fault. It was no element of negligence because they know everything, they've researched this properly, so any mistake that happened is almost deemed to have been out of their control. Rabbi Yechonon said, The is that once passed in a different way, and what did Gemara come out? It depends. If you paid the Umin, then the Umin's going to be chayat. That's what Rabbi Yechonon said as halacha. But if the Umin wasn't being paid, the Umin was acting bechinam, in that case he's going to be pot. And what's the reason? Why is he going to be pot? If it was Bechinam, so the Rishonim will speak out because he's an Oynes. And being that he's an Oynes, Oynes Rechman Apache, you can't be Machayev in front. It's fake Tosfos Akash right here, not Sadik Nazim Abayes. And this Tosfos is also in the beginning of Perikaminiach, not Chav Zayin Abayes. And this Tosfos is also in the end of Perikates of the Regal, and Dav Chavav. And it's also Masechtas Bava Metzia. So this is a Tosfos that literally is mentioned throughout Shaz. Fake Tosfos, I don't understand how Rabbi Yechonim can say that if the Omen wasn't getting paid, He's deemed an oinus, and as a result, you can't be mechayethim for damaging the chayfets that was entrusted by him. We know the rule, Adam would la'olam. Bein shoigig bein mezid, bein oinus, bein ratzen. So an omen shekilkel is chayef mitzad adam amazik. To the extent that he's chayef mitzad adam amazik, how could you tell me that he'll be potter when he's working for free, out oynes, there's no mocking for oynes, Rachman of Patrick, when we're discussing Adam HaMazik. It's a Chiddush that an Adam HaMazik is chayiv ba'oynes, but it's a halacha, it's a Mishnah Masechus Bavakama, it's a halacha revacha b'Yisrael. So to the extent that the woman that damaged is an Adam HaMazik, for a Tosvah, thus passed the halacha of 
Oynes. So Tosfos doesn't say his answer over here. He sends you to what he said in the beginning of Parakaminiach, and Tosfos says the Yisoid, which is that the only time Adam would Oilam and an Adam Amazik is Chayef, even when he's Mazik Oynes, that's only a regular Oynes. But if he's an Oynes Gomor, if it's a real full-fledged Oynes over there, you don't have the halacha of Adam would Oilam. And the truth is that Tosfos already mentions this right in the beginning of Masechtas Bavakamla in Daladam and Aleph. Tosfos over there is the springs of Yerushalmi. Yerushalmi discusses someone who's Mazik when he's sleeping. Is he chayiv or is he not chayiv? So Yerushalmi says it depends. If a person went to sleep next to somebody, and while he was sleeping, he was mazik, he's going to be chayiv. But if a person went to sleep and there was nobody in the room, and then somebody decided to go to sleep next to him, and while he was sleeping, he damaged that person that went to sleep next to him. Over there, you can't be mechayiv. Taisa doesn't say why, but Rishonim the Muki Yosef says, you know what the reason is? Because even though Adam Oilam, but not an oinus cover, this is an oinus cover. He went to sleep, He's sleeping when the damage happened. There was no one in the vicinity when he went to sleep. That's an oinus gomer now. That when he wakes up, he finds out that he hit somebody in the head and he was mazik. Over there, you don't have the halacha of Adam Wodoyim. Either way, that's Tosus Yisoyed, that an oinus gomer's potter. And Tosus says that an umin that wasn't getting paid and he damaged by oinus, we don't look at him as a regular oinus, we look at him as an oinus gomer. The Ramban, in the Sechtas Bava Metziah, that pay base, Asks the same kasha. He asks Tosfos kasha. What's Pshat and Rabbi Yechon? And Rabbi Yechon holds that an woman that's working for free, if he damages his potter, what happened to the Allah of Adam Wood La'olam? They mace it. Says the Ramban, I'll read to his Lashin, that over here it doesn't pass the Allah of Oynes. Why? She'en ba'umen hatoya b'melachtoy mishum mazik. She'en ba'umen hatoya b'melachtoy mishum mazik. Zok de machne afrayim. You know what the beer in this Ramban is? This Ramban holds, like many Rishonim that we mentioned very briefly yesterday at the machne afrayim quotes, that says that an umen that's mazik, this whole sugi of umen ha-mazik, is not chayv al-tzadam ha-mazik. An umen is not an adam ha-mazik. Why then is an umen chayv? He's chayv mitzad chayu ve-shonim. Because when you give something to an umen, you're giving him a pagodin. You're giving him your thing. And he now has chiyuv And depending on whether he gets paid or doesn't get paid, that will determine whether he's a shaymechinam or whether he's a shaymechinam. But either way, says the Ramban, this has nothing to do. This has nothing to do with an Adam HaMazik. An Adam HaMazik is chayv ba'inus. A shayim is not chayv ba'inus. The only shayim that's chayv ba'inus is a shayil. So over here, to the extent that he wasn't getting paid, the element of pshia that you have here is not enough to be mechayev him, because if you're not getting paid, you're a shay mechina. A shay mechina is only chayev if you're a full-fledged paisheya. This person is not, if he was getting paid, then he'd be a shay mesocher. Shay mesocher maybe would be chayev already, because a shay mesocher is chayev even when there isn't pshiyah. He's chayev on Geneva Vaveda. He's not chayev on a full-fledged oinus, but at least he's chayev on Geneva Vaveda. But the yisoy that the Ramban says to answer this kasha is that it's tanechit and v'hoidulay v'soyrim. You can't tell to the Mishnah of Adam Wood Lailam, because Adam Wood Lailam is talking about where you be mechayev me out Adam Amaz. The woman was never chayav al tzadam amazik. The woman was chayav al tzchiyuvei shaymen. Al tzchiyuvei shaymen. That's already a whole different shulchan. The question is why? Why is an woman chayav only mitzad chiyuvei shaymen? Why is the woman gara from a regular adam amazik? Zokta machnefrayim. The yisoid is being that the chayfets that the woman damaged was given to the woman. If you had rishus 
to mess around with this chayfetz, even if you were supposed to be mesakin it, and ultimately you were mechalkal it, you can't be mechayv the person that's mazik. Mazik is where it happens shaloy b'shos. So if Reuben goes over to Shimon's chayfetz, shaloy b'shos Shimon, and he touches it, he damages it, that's all the mazik. Over there you're going to be chayv. But to the extent that Reuben had reshus to touch Shimon's chayfetz, albeit as an omen, albeit to be mesakin, and he ended up being mekalkal, but the key point here is that it was bishos. Once it's bishos, it's now outside the realm of Adam HaMazik. Once it's not Adam HaMazik, you don't have the aloha, being earnest and amazing, being shayig and In other words, we have a very fundamental, the Yisoyedist thing in Machloikis, tucked away, between Toysfis and the Ramban, with regards to the definition of an Adam Amazik. According to the Ramban, the only time you could ever be an Adam Amazik is if you touched Yenim's Chefetz Shalei Bershos. But the Rega it was done Bershos, you're outside the realm of Adam Amazik. You could be Chayvat Shoymet, it could be other Chayuvim, but not Adam Amazik. If it happened Ba'inus, you'll definitely not be Chay, because only an Adam Amazik is Chay Ba'inus, but a Shoymet, for example, is not going to be Chay Ba'inus. Toysfah said no. Toysfah said just because the Umen had Bershos to take and mess with these eitzim doesn't necessarily mean that if he's makalkali can't be an Adam HaMazik. Rishus is not a steer, it's not a contradiction to the Shem Adam HaMazik. And it's for that reason Tosis was very bothered. And if it happened by it is, who cares? What happened to Adam Ula'ilam? And Tosis has to use his Yusoy that he says throughout Shaz that Adam Ula'ilam is only a regular Oynas, but when it comes to Oynas Gomer, this halach is not going to apply. What came to mind, I won't go into that Rishus now, but what came to mind is the Tosis in Simen Reish Mem Vav Ois Aleph. The Tosis over there is talking about the uh, at the very end of Perak that we didn't get to learn together, but the sugi of Krak Susi, where Reuven goes over to Shimon and he tells him, Tear my baguette. Shimon's like, You sure? He says, Yeah, absolutely, trust me. Tear my baguette. So there's a whole sugi there. If he says, Vehi Potter, he didn't say Vehi Potter, whether Sh- Shimon was a Shimer, Shimon wasn't a Shimer, but there's a halach of Krak Susi, and there are certainly certain permutations of that idea where the halach is that being that the mazik was mazik bershos, the halach is the mazik is going to be potter. The Tzoy says a super lumbus based on a shita mikubet says, I think actually brings up a shame Ramban, in Perik Elu Nairis, where the Tzoy said a, a chiddish that the Yisoyed of Mazak Bershus, the aside of Krak Susi, and the reason someone that's Mazak Bershus is Potter, when he's Potter, is not a Ptur in Hilchas Mazak. Meaning, I'm a Mazak, but being that I was Mazak Bershus, so the regular halachas of Mazak don't, don't apply. And therefore, even though Mazak is usually Chayef, over here, this Mazak is going to be Potter. So he says, along this, that the aside of a mazik bishos, and the reason he's potter is because a mazik bishos hastens kai mazik, and he bases it on a beautiful lotion of the shita mikubetzis of Perakei Lunaris. The lotion of shita mikubetzis is is that when Reuven gives Shimon rishos to be mazik his chayfets, we look at Reuven, the one that gave rishos as the mazik. You invited me in. You're the one who told me to do it. To the extent that you're the one that told me to do it, it's as if you're the one that actually did it. The lotion is vaoit koras shiron shlevi poteru shaleya knas bovad machlo. Here's the punchline. It's the person that's giving Rashus that's being Gairim. It's that person that's considered the one that's causing the damage to happen. The point is, is the Yisoyed, that when the Hezek happens, Rashus, we don't even look at it as a Maisamazic. What is it? Who did that damage? There could be, is, there is an element of mazik, but the element of mazik is mitzad ben noisin rishos. The element of mazik is not mitzad ben mazik. Either way, we have a, a similar yusoyed, the Mach Nefrayim, explaining the Ramban in Perak Umnin, Sechtes Bob Metziah, Dach Pebez, this Ktsois Reish Mem Vav Aleph, a big yusoyed that just because I'm a mazik doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to be 
Chayiv for the Chiyuvei Mazik. The Tzitz is talking about Mazik Bishus. The Machna Ephraim is talking about a, a different type of Rishus, where I had Rishus at the very least to touch the Chayfets, to do something with the Chayfets. I was supposed to be in the Satyan, I was Makalko. Either way, some big Yisaitis over here, as you would expect. So the Gemara asked a very ambiguous question. So ambiguous that the Gemara is going to mutch you here to figure out what the Shaila even was. The Shaila, the words are, if somebody has wool and he dyes the wool, so the wool was a regular bland color wool, white. Now it's colored. There's Samonim that were niklat into the Tzemer. Do we look at the Samonim as being an entity for itself? Or do we not look at the Samonim as being an entity for itself? So from a, a scientific standpoint, what's really there? Is there something there? Are the Samonim something physical? Or is it not something physical? If you look at Rashi's Lashon, Koloyma. Whenever Rashi says Koloyma, means he's struggling to understand Pashim Shat. Chazusa milsi oilav milsa. Meaning, you see it's nicker the Samonim, but... I'm not really sure if this Samonim is there. So do you say that there is a physical Samonim inside the Tzemer? V'haraya, Chazusa, I see it, the color of the Tzemer changed. Chazusa, Milsi, is that considered something? I love Milsi. So, explain the Shaila a little bit better, meaning what's the halachic implication of this halacha by understanding the halachic implication, we'll probably understand the Shailah a little bit better. So we're going to have a whole Lamed Gemara struggling to understand Pashim Shana what the Shailah was. Is it talking about a person that stole Samanim, and after he stole it, he beat it, Vitarinu, and he soaked it in water, Vitzavabahen, and then he died, wool. And what happened was, the owner of the Samanim now went over to the Goslin, and he said, I want my Samanim back. And the Shaila is, does he have a Chiv Hashava? Does he have a Chiv to give the Samanim back or not? But the Gemara says that that can't be the Shaila, because that's a moot point. At this point, even if the Samanim is a Dover Shal Be'en, and it's Shaykh to the Heshevis like Zela Ashagazal, because Chazus and Milsi, there's something there, there's something real, there's something to be Meshiv, but once he beat it and he soaked it, it's a classic case of Shinoi Kaina, so that at that point he anyways doesn't have a Chiyav Ashova. Zokti Gemara, you're right. Like Tzricha, the case must be the Gazel Samanu Shriya. He stole it when it was already Shoroi, after it had already been beaten, after it had already been soaked. So the Gazel's not the one that did the Shinoi. And afterwards he used it to die. What's the Shiloh? My. Yeshvach Samanu Magabi Temer. Do you say. Which would mean the Amale he could tell him, have I want you to give me back the Samanim that you took, meaning the Samanim that you weren't kind of Pishinoi. It's in the Tzemer now, I want you to return it. Who maybe no, you can tell him I don't have to give you back anything. But Amri, the Gemara says, that's an interesting tzad. You're telling me it's sad that if I steal Samanim and I put it in my Tzemer, and clearly my Tzemer looks different than it looked before, it appreciated in value. You're going to tell me, and I don't even have a Chiyav Hashava, there's no Dine Gzela over here, because... That can't be the Shiloh. You took my Samanim. You're Mafsim. You have to give me something. You're right. The case is the same, but the Shiloh is a little bit different. Do you say, and therefore you'd have to pay? I mean, it's Pasha. You have to pay. You have to reimburse. The hefsid that took place. But the question is, 
can do you have to pay him? Are you doing more? Do you say that the Samanim are be'en so that you could be mekayim the mitzvahs ve'heshiv by returning the Samanim himself? You could tell him shaklinu. Just take it. The shaila of yesh shvach simanim al tzemer says the gemara maybe is where you stole the samanim, you stuck it in the tzemer. The question is, is something real? If there's something real, so you can return it. If there's nothing real, then you can't return it. You'd have to give the money. But again, the gemara doesn't understand the case. But my shakli, how do you give back the samanim once it's already niklat into the tzemer? What are you going to do? You're going to take the dye out of the tzemer. How, how does that work exactly? The gemara says, but it's fine. Yeah, there's a way to remove color from tzemer. Meaning, if you color your tzemer, it doesn't necessarily have to die with that color. That's a bad pun. It doesn't have to be that color forever. There's a way to wash it off. So maybe you wash off the color. So the Gemara says, yeah, it's fine. That's possible. But you're not going to be mekayim of mitzvah's ha-shava by doing that. Ella says, the Gemara, right? You can remove the dye from the tzemer, but you can't now take the dye and go over to the person that you took it from and say, the hosta dying Seva, I'm being mekayim by mitzvah sashava. It's just the case, again, is not playing out. It's talking about where you stole tzemer and samonim from one person. And then you were tzeveyayet. So you took tzemer, you stole tzemer, and you stole samonim, all from the same person. And then, afterwards, you dyed the tzemer with these samonim. What you did was, is after you were caught, so now you have a mitzvah so you returned the tzemer with the samonim, with the tzemer. So now you're returning everything. Meaning the owner is getting back his tzemer, and he's also getting back his samonim. You're not removing the die and giving back the die, you're actually giving it to him in a practical way, in a way where he can benefit from it. Because the tseva is niklat into the tsemer, but being that the tsemer was also taken from the same person, so now when you return the die, you're returning the tsemer together with the die. So what's the Shiloh do? You say, So you could be Mekayim the Mitzvah What's the other side? The other side is, So though you can be Mekayim the Heshev with the Tzemer, you can't be Mekayim the Heshev with the Samanim. If you can't be Mekayim the Heshev with the Samanim, you'd have to pay him. But the Gemara says, what's the obvious follow-up question? What's the other side? So even though I returned the tzemer together with the die, but it's so you didn't really return the die. Being that you didn't really return the die, so what do you have to do? You have to pay like a goslin that stole who wasn't mekayim the mitzvahs for Heshev because he can't either because he was kodesh b'shinoi or because the chayfitz is not be'en. So instead of returning the chayfitz, you return value. That's equivalent thereof. You give him back money. In this case. Being that he took the tzeva and he stuck it into the tzemer and he's returning the tzemer together with the tzeva, so he's giving him back value. He's giving him back shava kesef. Some amount of shach, he should be the mitzvah So how could that be the shayla? The shayla is, could you be mekayim the mitzvah tzemer. So when you return the tzemer and the samonim, you're mekayim the mitzvah on the tzemer, that's simple, and you're mekayim the mitzvah on the samonim. Ah, it's inside the tzemer. It's not really ben, but that's one side in the shayla. What's the problem? Maybe Maybe you can't be mekayim v'heshev. If you can't be mekayim v'heshev, what do you have to do? You have a chiyav daman. What does that mean? You have to add on the value of it. I'm certainly giving you that value. 
I'm giving you the tzeva itself. The shayb of yesh shvach simonim is a be'en, is it a chefza? There's no question in terms of value. The question is chazus and milsi. Is it a dover shal be'en that you can be mekayim the mitzvah? The heishav is akzei lasher gaza. So mamonav shach. What's the shayla? So the gemara says, I'll tell you what the shayla is. I'll give you two possibilities. Loy tzricha dezol tziva. Maybe it's talking about where the die went down in value from the time that you stole it. A gazlin is mishalin kishasa akzei So what if the tzeva was worth a hundred dollars when you stole it? Then you died it, and now it's only worth $50. So it's true, you're giving back the tzeva, the value of the tzeva, but being that it's worth less than what it was worth at the time, so now we have a Shiloh. Why? If it's a Dovah Shal Be'en, Chazus and Milsi, you can be Mekayim Nevehesha, then we don't care that it went down in value. Even if it was valueless, even if it was also Bahanot, that's the rule, and I go to Leitzin, you could always say, but that's only if you're giving back the chayfits that you stole. If you're not giving back the chayfits that you stole, you were kind of the chayfits, or the chayfits is not bad, and you're giving domin, then you have the Allah of Kalagazlon and Mishal and Kishasa Gzela, it's not Kishasa Gzela, so that's the Shal, do you have to make up the difference, or do you not have to make up the difference? Rashi has two girsas, what the word is. One girsa Rashi says, it's talking about where you didn't die Tzemer, but rather you died a monkey. Why Rashi picked monkey? I'm not sure. Well, the Gemara says kaif. Why the Gemara said kaif? But the point is you died something that didn't enhance the value of the thing that you died. So you can't say that Mamonovshach, I'm giving you either the Samonim or I'm giving you something that's worth what the Samonim are worth. Because a monkey that has died, that's Nikla inside of it, is not worth more than it was worth before. Rashi has another gear, so it's a kupa, it's a basket. But either way, the point is the same. That if it was in the tzemer, then anachinami, maybe the makshin is right. Either you're giving back the chayfes, because yesh vachsin monim, you're making the hechef, or at the very least, you're giving the dhamma. Ravina and Ravina had a different shot. We're not even talking about a gazan. The whole shayla of yesh vachsin monim ala tzemer, or ain't vachsin monim ala tzemer, was never said in the context of gzela, but rather, hoch of my eskin, you're in the tzemer, the chad, v'samonim, the chad. There was no gas. Ruvain on Tzemer, Shimon on Tzamon. The Kaasi Kaif, see here you have a Kaif. This is clearly a monkey. Vitzavi Lahu Tzemer. And he took Ruvain's Tzemer and Shimon Tzamonim and he made a Niklat. He did something. Yeshvach Simonim Alagabi Atzemer. Domele Havli Saminoi. The question is now could the Bala Tzeva go over to the Bala Tzemer and tell him, listen, I understand there's no Gzeil over here. There's no Chiv Ashava. There's no Chiv Domin. But Tachlis, you have my thing. So if you have my thing, I want you to give it to me. Maybe is there something here to be Tevea or is there not something here to be Tevea? Means there's something to be Tevea. There's nothing here to be Tevea. What was the whole Shiloh? The Shiloh was, we understood that the Iboya was in the context of Zela. So if it's in the context of Zela, either you have a Chi of Hashava, but even if you have a Chi of Domin, and when you give it back, your Mamon of your Chi of Domin. The Teretz is, says Ravina, we're not even talking about a Gazlan. There's no Chi of Hashava, there's no Chi of Domin. Forget that. This has nothing to do with Agoizal Eitzim. It was a case where there was an onus that took place. Somebody's monkey went ahead and did something. The shayla is, do I have your chayfes? Is there a mamayni gabach? Or is there no mamayni gabach? If chazus and milsi, yeshvach simonu wa gabitzemer, then there is a mamayni gabach. If there's 
Chazus alav nulsi ain't shvach simon al gabit semer. Then there is no mamoni gabach. Zok the gemara tashma begish asav the klipe arlo. If somebody had a beged and he dyed it with klipe arlo, so arlo is asav achil. It's also asav ana. The halach is idolik. You have to burn it. Alma chazus nulsi. So what do you see from here? That even though the arlo is only the dye, still you're not allowed to benefit from it. Now you're not allowed to benefit from arlo. If you can't benefit from something that looks like arlo. Because it was dyed in the color of something that was once Arla. See, see, Chazus and Milsi, which was the underlying Shaila of Yeshvach Simonim Agabitzemer and Shvach Simonim Alatzemer. So you have a raya from here, Yeshvach Simonim Alatzemer. Oh, my Rabbah, don't bring me a raya from Arla. Hanoa, nearly naim, Asra Torah. a special Kiddush Atayra that something that even looks like Arla or it has the Tzura of Arla and you're Nenef from it, then in itself is enough. Yisrael, I know the time is not from a Pasik. As darshan in a brisa, I read them like yoch. Only yalo is rachidim and nayish lo yahu. Let me manu. Vlo yitzba by vlo yadlik by esaner. Tamalim averatim losoy esperioy. I read them like yoch. The rabbi says kulam. So there's a special ribuy in the parish of Arlo. You can't necessarily apply it to other areas in Chastoshma. Another right. Begush asavim b'klip eshvias. Shvias is also asav ana. You're not allowed to do schayra with. Shvius, Rashi says, also lastly, schayra beperos. It's not the same iser hanah as arlo, but there is a, a limited iser hanah when it comes to peros shvius. It says the brisa: if somebody had a beged, you would say veyat we clip it shvius. So that lachaz idalik, you have to burn it. So there too, you see that even though all you have is the chazusa, chazusa milsi shani yosam damakra tia baba baba yosam tei. Again, a special zeris akos of kodesh tia lachem and asod that toichul as tfuasa tia. You're allowed to have hanah from it, but you can't have any other hanah besides what the Torah. Describes what the Torah says specifically. You're allowed to have Rava Rami on this topic. Tanam with him to the Mishnah. Begish asavah b'klipe yarlo yidalek. If somebody has a beged that he was tevei b'klipe yarlo, that halachas you have to burn it. That's the price that we just learned. Alma chazusa milsi, like we just said. Obeyed a special halacha in arlo. For a mini, I'll ask you a kash revius. Some shenivul b'bayis. If there was a bias that had in it a revius, then the halachas habayis tomei. The bias is tomei. Not only is the bias itself tamei, but all the kelim that are in the bias that are tamei, because the revius dam is metama ba'oil, just like a mace. Talking about dam of a human being, just like a mace is metama ba'oil. The amrilo, there's another bias that says a bias taught. So we have a problem. Revius dam shenivla ba'bias a bias tamei, and we have a bias that says that it was nivla. It was absorbed in, literally into the house. The bias is taught. The teretz is that were in the house before the dam was balua in the house are going to be tame because the dam before it became balua was metamabayil thus any kalim that were there were metamabayil any kalim that entered the house however after was already balua once it's balua it can't be metam anymore what if it was nivelabik sauce what if it was balua in a sauce and now the sauce entered the bias you have a revias dam that's balua in a sauce and a Beged, the beged just entered the house. So what's the halacha? Is the beged metama ba'oil or not? Right. In miskabeses aksus v'yetu v'nerviyas dam. If when you wash the ksus, the dam is going to come out, and the reviyas dam is going to come out. Tom. Vim lav. If not, tahira, it's going to be tar. What was Rav's kasha? Rav's kasha was that when it comes to arla, beged should solve a beklipe arla yadalek. You say chazusa milsihi. You can't be nana from arla, even though you don't have real arla. All you have is the chazusa of arla. Yet when it comes to the halachas of Tomas oil, where Revi Islam is Matama Ba'il, you see that something that looks like a Revi Islam is not Matama Ba'il, because if you have a Revi Islam that's Balu and Abayas, or you have a Revi Islam that's Balu and Aksos, that in itself is not enough for Tumas oil. The only time it's a problem is if you really have the Revi If you could soak out a Revi Islam from the Ksos, or if 
the Kalim were in the bias together with the Revi'a Stam that was Nivla in the bias before it was Nivla. But once it's Nivla, even though you have the Chazusa, it's a problem. So it's Chazusa Milsi, or it's not Milsi. In Hilchas Arl, it sounds like it's Milsi. Here it sounds like it's not Milsi. We're talking about a dam that in Halacha is treated what kind of dam is treated in a kula de ga'ifin? Dam tfusa. Dam tfusa is dam where there's a suffix, whether it came out of the person while the person was alive or it came out of the person while he was dead. The only time revias dam is matam is if it came out when he was alive. If it came out when he was dead, it's not matam anymore. So these are halachas and hilchas always. But the bottom line is, we're talking about a kula de gadam. That's why you don't have the halachas chazus and milsi. Or it was a regular din raisa. By din raisa chazus and milsi. Dam tfusa. They're not regular dam and chanami. Regular dam, that's for sure. There, the halacha would be different. So, a little bit more raid. Going back to yesterday's daf. So, in yesterday's daf, we had the halacha of the shulchani. So, one of the examples of an umin that was mechalko, where somebody brings a dinner to a shulchani and he says, Is it a good dinner or is it not a good dinner? It's over the soichana. If the shulchani gives him bad advice, he would be treated as an umin that was mechalko. The Gemara told a story that a woman once came to Rebchia. And Reb acting not as rough, but as Shulchani, said, yeah, it's a, it's a good dinner. She brought it to the Shuk the next day. She realized she messed up. And Reb called Rav and told Rav, write on my pinkus that I got involved in a really bad transaction yesterday because I'm going to be a now. I'm going to have to reimburse this woman the half that I caused. So the Gemara asked the Kasha, Reb was an omen. He was an omen on the level of Danki and Isser. These were the two uber money changers. These were the really smart guys. Where the Gemara said that they're going to be potters. So why would Reb be chayev? So the Gemara said, Reb was acting and the Gemara brought a, a b'raiso that Rabbi Yosef once taught. And the Gemara dash in the Pasuk is false. Rashi says. So you see in this Pasuk, there's an idea of going with Nimeshur Sadeh. The Rambam in Hilchus Yisoyi Deh HaTorah, Perekei Alochi Yodalev, says the Rambam. The Rambam there is talking about Chilul Hashem. V'yesh dvarim acherim shehem bechlal Chilul Hashem. V'hu sheyasa odom godol batorah, u'mefursim bechasidus dvarim shehabriyos miranonis acherav b'shvilam. If someone is a godol batorah, and he's mefursim bechasidus, and he does things that people are miranonis acherav, afal pishe'en on averis, even though they're not averis, hayreza chilul Hashem. Says the Rambam, he was mechal Hashem. And the Rambam gives examples. Good going. Shalai keach ve'enoi noisin in the mail he doesn't pay his vendors on time. It's only if he has the money to pay. Or he eats and drinks together with the Amiyaritz. He doesn't speak fine. He doesn't observe the Mishnah of being makabal every person to save upon him office. El about ktot of a kas, he's about ktot of a kas. Ukiyaitzim bedvarim ha'elo. Says the Ramam, te'en l'chacham v'yech gamoid. You can figure out what the etc. is in this sifkotan. Ha'koy l'fi godlo yishol chacham tzorech shiedaktik al-atzmoi. And then the Ramam concludes with his punchline, v'yasa l'fnim eshur sadeh. And the Ramam says, the chacham should go l'fnim eshur sadeh. What's the makar to the Ramam? L'churu, at first glance, it's this Gemara right here. The Gemara says, Rav Chiyo, 
felt that he was obligated on some level to go lifnim mishuris aden. It's even based on a pasuk. Asheyasin zul lifnim mishuris aden. So there's some sort of obligation to go lifnim mishuris aden. Hold the thought. We had yesterday. We mentioned very quickly that one of the things mentioned in this brisa is yelchu zu bikur chayla. Bikur chaylam is mentioned over here in this price. And Emma says, the big machlekes Rishonim between the Bahag and the Ramban on one side, and the Ramam on the other side, whether Bikur chaylam is a mitzvah de raisa, or whether Bikur chaylam is a mitzvah de Rabbana. The Bahag said that Bikur chaylam is a mitzvah de raisa. He learns it from this Gemara right here. There's another Gemara, Tzoyta, Dafyudalaram, and Aleph. The Gemara Dashin is a different Pasuk there. And the Gemara mentions Bikur chaylam. It sounds like it comes from a Pasuk in the Torah. And then finally, there's a Almost some Afurish Gemara in the Dharm Daflam at Tesla Mabiz, where the Gemara says, Remez the Bikr Khilman at Tayrminai. So there seems to be Makoiris that Bikr Khilim is Mitzvah De Raisa. Stating that the Ramam Shit is that Bikr Khilim is not a Mitzvah De Raisa. Bikr Khilim is only a Mitzvah De Rabbana. It's not a Mitzvah De Raisa. I see it's getting late, so I'm going to forward to the punchline. And that is that Ramosha has a Chuva in Igris Moshe, it's in Yerudea, Chelek Aleph, Simon Kuf Chav Gimel. Ramosha over there discusses whether a person can be Makayim. The mitzvah bikur cholim by calling someone on telephone, or does he actually have to physically go visit him to be mekayim? So Rosh says as follows: That's pasuk that the ikar mitzvah of bikur cholim you can't be mekayim out your day telephone. And the reason is, he says, because if you learn hilchas bikur cholim, which is simon shin lamid hey in Yerudea, the Torah starts off quoting a kuntris that the Ramban wrote. Sefer Torah Sa'adam, where he talks about a lot of milas of Bikr Chalim. So we've spoken a lot about the Ramban's Kuntras de Garmi. He wrote a Kuntras, probably a little bit of a leichter Kuntras, called Torah Sa'adam, where he discusses Hilchas Bikr Chalim. And the Ramban talks about all the wonderful things that a person does for a Chalim when he goes to be Mavakar. Ramban says most of those things you could only do if you're physically there. If you're going to call a person on a telephone, you're not going to be able to Mekayim that. But stating that, despite the fact that you won't be able to Mekayim it on the phone, still Ramban says there's definitely an Indian to do it. It's definitely something you're supposed to do. It's interesting. Apparently, in this tshuva, the shayol was trying to make the case that you was discussing the shayla, and one of the things he tells Ramesh is that there's a concept that any day real is So certainly, it should be better. You should go be mavaka chayla because you'll see the chayla. You'll see what he needs, and even if you know what he needs, you spoke to him, you spoke to someone else that was mavaka chayla. But any day real is and he brings a raya that any day real is Listen to his raya. His raya is that Moshe Rabbeinu comes down from Shamayim. He has the luchos rishonos. And the Ebishter tells him that go quickly, so he runs to the scene, he sees what Kali Yisrael did, he takes the Luchas and he breaks the Luchas. So Shoyal told Ramosha, why did Moshe Rabbeinu wait to break the Luchas until he saw the scene, until he saw what was going on? Why didn't he break the Luchas right away? When he heard it from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, at that point, he wasn't so small. When he saw it, that's when he was small. So Ramosha doesn't know how to react. Ramayusha says, first of all, has v'sholem to say that ene doima ria gashmi of a person to shmiya to something you heard from a Kaddish Baruch Hu. says, besides, you don't need rayas that ene doima ria lishmiya. says, with regards to your aura, why didn't Moshe Rabbeinu break the luchas right away? So he says two very interesting things. One we've spoken about a lot in the past. One says Ramayusha, because ene kol Yisrael, v'ashabim leineim, there's so much Torah that Moshe Rabbeinu wanted, and the way Ramayusha touches it up, that klal Yisrael, kadeh sheyiru beineim ha-hefsid ha-godol, shehefsidu b'shvilchet he wanted them to see what they caused. He dafka wanted it to be beineim. It should make a rosh on that. Additionally, this is the first reason Ramayusha gives, is he says that could be Moshe Rabbeinu felt Kali Yisrael did an Avera, they, a terrible Avera, the Chet Ego, but they'll do Tshuva. Doesn't mean you have to break the Luchais, what, it's over? 
we have to now resort to plan B, as we spoke about. That's it. Plan A is completely in the books. There's no way to make it work. Maybe there is a way to make it work. But when Moshe Avinu came and he saw the Hoyleless and he saw the Litzonis, then Moshe Avinu realized there's no way they're going to do Chuba. It's not going to happen. Now we're going to have to figure out a plan B. We're going to have to do this all over again. And it was only then that he booked the Luchas. It wasn't so much the Chet, the Ego, that was Mashpi and Moshe Rabbeinu on feeling that there's no way to make this work. It was the Hoyleless. It was that whole Matziv that he realized the Kalis Rosh, that not only did they do an Aveira, but they're not in a frame of mind where they can even realize what they did, and that will even be able to get them to do tshuva. Either way, that's Ramesh's tshuva. Ramesh says, could you be mekayim the mitzvah b'kuchayim ayyidei telephone? Yes, you can. Is it on the same madrega as going in person? So Ramesh says, absolutely not. But I just saw one ha'ara in this medrash b'lechidosh. I saw Rav Vadi Yosef in a tshuva in Yechav Adas. So he brings his tshuva for Ramesh. He has a whole aricha, a beautiful liko, different ma'amakayimus, as it relates to this idea, but says... Rabavadio, I have a raya that the Iker Mitzvah's Biker Chaylin is by going to the Chayla and not by sending him a letter and not by calling him on a telephone. Because the Gemara Darshan this Pasik, Vaidatal Hemasaderich Yelchuba, Vesamasa Ashayasun. Zok the Gemara Yelchu, so Biker Chaylin. So he said, Vaishtar is that the Iker Mitzvah's Biker Chaylin is Yelchu. It's a game, it's a foreign. You go, you see the Chayla, like the Ramban speaks out in his Kuntras Tayrus Adam, you could be Mekayimit, Ayyade telephone, but the Iker is Yelchu. Subhi ke